everybody. Welcome to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk, and I'm here with Logan Ketterling. What's up? What's up? How you doing, my man? Do you have a good week? Oh, I'm doing so good. Oh, yeah. I had a great week. How about you? Doing awesome. Uh, loved uh, loved the weekend talking about Pentecost, following up, following up vision and talking about the Holy Spirit. So uh, we can talk about Pastor Rob's message a little bit this week, but... No, I, I got a crazy question. week. I've got. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say I've got a story to share, and I know you got a question to ask. So. No, I I got a question, and Christian is already asking it for me. He said, "Who is the South <laughs> Metro Chicken Arsonist?" What, <laughs> dude? What a question, man. That's I love Christian. Shout out. Um, and if you don't know, if you don't know the story, I'm about to tell it. This week was kind of crazy. Uh, you know, we did a series too far from the farm as a church this last summer. Uh, just talking about, you know, just get a little bit more connected to uh, God's creation. And um, so we as a family, we live in the suburbs. I live in Lakeville, Minnesota. And we've got the legal limit of chickens. And so I've got three chickens in my backyard and, um, you know, we had some cold temperatures in Minnesota. And so we, um, well, we were we talking had, about that last like week, n- negative 20 wind chill something. Yeah. The resilient chickens. So, yeah. 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 The chickens, they are resilient, but we wanted to help them out a little bit, you know, cause they're out there Uh-oh. shivering and we bought, we bought a couple heat lamps and put them in the coop. So they were they were nice and toasty, um, but then while while I was working on Thursday and Kaylee, my wife, she she works one day a week. She she works on Thursdays. Um, she's a hairstylist, and so we were both gone. We had somebody watching our kids, and we got a call from the babysitter saying the chicken coop is on fire, and it like actually actually her her terminology was the chicken coop exploded. <laughs> and she said i called 911 the fire department's on the way so i got that message and i dropped everything thursday afternoon and uh went home and the chicken coop is just demolished i mean just absolutely demolished but all three chickens got out and survived and so i made a joke on social media i made a joke on social media saying uh, the babysitter said when she saw the chicken coop on fire and the chickens in there, she said she saw a fourth chicken in the fire. And uh, I did, I did, <laughs> I didn't make this joke on social media, but she said the fourth one looked like the son of a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and Someone's all three chickens came out of that fire. Un the all three chickens came out of that fire unsinged, and we renamed the chickens. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And wow. so that's the story. Um, my children were traumatized. And um, actually, Chickens Ivy, are more she, resilient she, than we thought. Yeah, I mean, literally, they lived through a fire. It was crazy. Negative 30 and so, a fire. Yeah, our, yeah I don't, I, it, it's kind of a rookie move. I mean, we put heat lamps right on a bed of dry pine shavings. So... <laughs> Um, we're, we're not going to do that again, and, that uh, but we're quick. committed to, we are committed to chicken farming and we're going to rebuild the coop and it's going to, it's like Nehemiah rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. We're going to put a nice <laughs> coop out there. If you, if, if you're listening and you got any good coop designs, um, cause I, I, I know I, I got some recommendations from some people 
But if if you're into chicken farming and you got a nice uh, coop design, that's what I'm looking for uh, as we do a nice rebuild. So it's like building Solomon's Temple, you know. <laughs> go big or go home. Uh, but oh, the chickens are fine. They're happy in our garage now. It's a little – they're happy in our garage now and uh, they're a little bit warmer. And I think the weather's turning around. So no more heat lamps and they made it through – they're making it through the winter. Oh, yeah. It's a heat wave. It's a heat wave. It's like, what, are we going to get up to 40 this coming weekend? It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Hey, did you enjoy the weekend message? Separate note? I did. I did. I think I heard a lot of great feedback from people. I actually uh, visited the Faribault campus this weekend. So shout out to Faribault. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So it was awesome to be down there and – just be, be a part of all that God is doing in Faribault. They have their elevator that they're about to open, which is exciting. Uh, one of their Kingdom Builders projects uh, last last year was raising money for this elevator. So it's almost ready, almost finished. Um, they have several people at their campus that uh, need the elevator. They have uh, multiple people with wheelchairs and crutches and um, some who are just going up from the lower parking lot to the upper parking lot for anyone who's ever been there, especially in the ice and winter can be challenging. I joked um, with uh, Gavin, who's one of the uh, people that I was just mentioning. He, he's in a wheelchair and I was talking to his dad and I, and I said, man, what was your strategy on on raising money for Kingdom Builders? Did you just ask different volunteers to wheel Gavin outside and see how difficult it was? And then they're like, man, how much do I need to give? Um, so sometimes you just got to be practical, right? Yeah, you got to have a nice strategy. That's a good way to raise funds is put people through the pain. And I don't think they did the that. Pain. But yeah, yeah. I'm just I thought it was funny and obviously they're thrilled and, and we're just excited for them. Down in Faribault it was our first campus that took us multi site. Crazy to think that now we have uh fourteen locations, which is just bonkers. They do a ribbon cutting. You know, a little ribbon cutting ceremony and open that elevator. Yeah. I, I hope they put as many people in that elevator as they can on the first run, you know? Max capacity. <laughs> we don't want to break it. No, no, no. Put it at the max payload, you know, just to make sure it works. So Zeus, Pastor Zeus from Shockby Campus and Terry were sending around these videos to our staff. Yep. AI is getting crazy. Of Pastor Rob, and there's this AI app that translates like like live or, or you put it in and it actually makes the lips obviously this is audio only but it actually makes the lips even look like he's speaking a language this one i think this is mandarin that let me let me see if if this will work it even sounds like him uh, oh yeah, it sounds like him. And if you watch that video, his lips look like he's saying the Mandarin words. Like it's crazy the technology. Okay, play play the Here's one in Arabic. Arabic. I mean, like what the heck? Honestly, it's it's kind of crazy, but I think it's I think it's an amazing strategy. If you're our church, our church, our heart is global. We know that, and we care about the unreached people groups around the world. 
I think now is the time to build a strategy to translate all of our messages and maybe even some of our podcast content or clips that we put out or disciple you and translate it into languages that are unreached people. So Japanese, Mandarin, Arabic, Turkish, and try to flood uh, the internet with biblical content in their language. I think I I think it's an amazing tool. I know it's kind of creepy, but I think it's an amazing tool. I'm looking for the clip that he had in well, Spanish. Well, here's the thing, like like I, it's amazing because he is saying it. Like I think there's a difference if we were making him say stuff that he didn't actually say. What this all this is is translation totally. into a different language. And of course there's maybe jokes that won't translate that we'll have to like think about, but uh, it, like we if if we were saying let's make Pastor Rob say this in Arabic. I think that's wrong and you're putting words in somebody's mouth. But if we're using it for translation, like I'm excited about this. I want to do it. I know I I actually want this I want to use this technology for a Spanish service like if we run a Spanish service in Minnesota like you literally could watch Pastor Rob's message and it looks like he's speaking Spanish uh and and it sounds amazing like Zeus is the one that did this he speaks fluent Spanish he is Hispanic and he's like dude it's incredible play, play the one I just sent you Logan it's it's the same clip what you just heard in Mandarin and then Arabic it's the same clip now in Spanish listen to this it, and they all sound like Pastor Rob's voice este fin de semana predicaré el mensaje de visión en nuestra iglesia algo que hacemos anualmente muchas iglesias no lo hacen tratamos de enseñarles I know, dude. It's so cool. It's just crazy. So we, I think we got to do here's something. What we, here's what we need to do. We need to actually do this. And then we just, what we're going to need is we're going to need people who speak these languages. So if you're listening and you speak one of those languages that we mentioned, um, you know, obviously Spanish is one that probably has more common, but Turkish, Arabic, um, Mandarin, uh, I'm thinking uh, some of the native languages in India, um, Farsi. If you speak any of these languages, it would be awesome because we can do the translation through this app. And then if, if, if you would watch it and verify that it's right, because we obviously you know, we don't speak the language. So we, we want to take it seriously that it's not saying things that are actually wrong. But if, if we have volunteer teams that can watch a video and verify that that is right, and it's not, you know, sharing blasphemy, I think we should do this and we should create channels and, and social profiles. It sounds like a lot of work because it is, but like the amount of impact we could do, that's awesome. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I know we're on a live podcast, but if there's anybody listening that would be passionate about helping us do this kind of side project, I think it can be volunteer led and we, yeah, yeah we could as assign a leader and say, all right, you're the Turkish person or you're the Mandarin person or you're the Arab or, or you're going to do every weekend message in 10 different languages. And like, if you'd be passionate about trying to reach a specific type of unreached audience using river Valley messages, we definitely would want to hear from you. Cause I think it would be so fun just to see if it gains any traction out there. Well, think about like our 500, right? We have this call for the 500 and there might be people that are resourcing missionaries like, like, and we're running ads and we're creating content 
and putting it out into some of these nations where we have missionaries and then they're finding somebody connected because they reached out from one of our, like we actually, there are some agencies around the world, obviously won't share where they are, but agencies around the world that do this. And, but, but I think like it's our church. And even I, I was approached by someone this last weekend on Saturday and they said, we want a river Valley in our country. They're part of the online campus. And they said, we want a river Valley in our country. And, you know, but we want it to be in English, but we also speak, a different language there. And I'm just thinking like you could have a river Valley in English and then you could have it in a different language service right afterwards. And I mean, it wouldn't have to be the broadcast service, but how epic that it can be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. I know some people are afraid of AI or think it, it, it's like the end of the world, especially when you start talking about AGI. Um, but I think just like anything, it's like the new Google in that sense. Like people, when Google came out, people were like, oh, this is like, this is dangerous. Or I guess even earlier the the internet and there's a danger to every tool. I think, um, like you could use any tool for evil, but if there are positive, uh, ways to use AI for the kingdom, I'm all for it. And I think it's, it's just that piece of technology, what we just listened to and what you can watch. And it looks like he's speaking another language. That is so cool, especially if you're transparent in the fact that he doesn't speak this language, but we're using an AI tool. So uh, I, I love it. And yeah, I, I was going to say too, um, while you're saying that, people people who listen to this podcast have been coming up to you and me and just saying, hey, we are listening. And that's been like an amazing encouragement. We're not doing this podcast for us, but I talked with somebody at Crosstown on Sunday, our, our Crosstown campus. And she said, I, 2023 was one of the worst years of my life. And when you guys started putting out this podcast, um, it, it's been my weekly encouragement every single week and it's lifted my spirits. And it truly is one of the things that has helped me hang on, uh, through this difficult season. And I was like, what? I can't, I, I can't believe that it's ministering that powerfully, uh, to one person and, and honestly to many people. And so thank you so much for listening. And I, we do hope that, uh, you enjoy the chicken story. We do hope that you, you know, learn about, you know, these AI tools that are out there and we hope that you're growing in your faith. You know, we're not just here having fun We're we believe what we believe, you know, um, everything that we preach and teach, like we're standing on the word of God and we're helping navigate tough things. Like when we, when we talk about hot topics of like abortion, th this weekend was sanctity of human life. And we played that video and, um, and we, you know, just saying, Hey, we're a pro-life church. And Logan, you put out on talking church, uh, an episode, you know, you're interviewing a guy who thinks pro-life is not strong enough. He's anti-abortion. Um, and yeah, I, I, just, I love that this podcast is helping people get handles on theology, right believing, um, hot topics, but also enjoying it and having fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on that note, um, a question came in from Sarah and she asked this, it's a pretty vulnerable question, but I think it's one that many people have maybe found themselves in to some degree. But she said, why are criminals who find God given a second chance? But as a Christian victim, I'm stuck. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it's a good question. I, I, 
I'm trying to understand what she's saying in the question, but to me, it sounds like it sounds a little bit like, um, why do I have to turn the other cheek and just keep taking whatever difficulty or struggle or, um, you know, I don't know this person. I don't know the situation, but why do I have to turn the other cheek? And then, you know, using a biblical example, the, 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 the criminal on the cross, you know, who, who rightly deserved crucifixion next to Jesus, he gets in on heaven at the last second after living a horrible life. Like, why do I have to struggle as a Christ follower and just take it when other people who are bad potentially their entire life have this free gift? And honestly, the response is, the the goodness and the grace of God and for you, the Christ follower, the power of the Holy Spirit that even on your worst day, he can give you the strength to withstand like nobody. Uh, well, I don't know about nobody, but this life following Jesus is not always easy. Uh, and that's not the promise. In fact, there's a lot of scripture that would tell you it's the opposite, that there is difficulty ahead, but you can have joy in tribulation. Like God can give you joy. He can give you peace. He can give you patience. He can give you strength. Um, and, and then on the flip side, if you are, um, if you're an enemy of God, I, I don't think that that life brings more fruit like that life. That life is a horrible life. But if you turn to Jesus, you get in on salvation by the grace and the goodness of God. Um, Logan, I don't know if you have another biblical example of kind of what maybe she's asking. Well, yeah, I, I, I mentioned it's a vulnerable question, but I, I really do think it's a, an understandable one. But here's here's where I think we oftentimes, and when I say we, I mean all of us, we oftentimes get off base with Scripture because of what we see in practice among believers. And here's here's the example. Even this weekend, uh, my dad talking about like Nikki Cruz, right? The gang member who's who's gets saved. And it's this amazing transformation story. So you look to the prodigal son story in scripture. It's an incredible story, but we see this brother who actually stayed with his father the whole time. Now it's a fictional story, but Jesus is trying to articulate what's happening. And it's not quite the victim, and I'll get there in a second. But He's trying to say, I've been serving you and I've been faithful and we're throwing this big party for this, my brother who, is a, who was a total idiot who was making the wrong choices and yet we celebrate him and when he's transformed, we put him on the stage and give him a mic to share his testimony. You don't often hear the people on, on the stage share their testimony that say, oh, I was just, I did the right thing all the time, you know, but then even more so, and I think this is what Sarah's getting at. How many times do you have somebody stand on stage and say, I was a, an abuse victim? And I stayed following Jesus. We don't hear from those people quite off, quite as often on stages. You hear more about yeah. like, I was an abuser or I was this. And I think there's a reality to what happens to you definitely shapes you. And it's not, what happened to you is not a victorious thing. And so it feels shameful. So there is just a reality to what happened to you can feel shameful. But wh- where I say we get off base is when you read scripture, 
you actually realize that Jesus says, I draw near to these people more so. He says that I care about the widows, the orphans, the lame, the diseased, the abused. Those are the people that Jesus says, those are my first priority in the kingdom of God. Those who are last shall be first. And so when we misunderstand what Jesus is saying, we often see what maybe happens in the American church or happens in the church at large or happens when we celebrate the testimony is we're not celebrating what their past was and platforming. What we're celebrating is the unbelievable, infathomable gift of grace that could save anyone, no matter how bad it is. But the presence of Jesus and the person of Jesus says, this gift is for everyone, but I draw near. Blessed are the meek in spirit. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who are broken. Why? Because I see you. What does he say to Hagar back in the Old Testament? He says, I'm the God who sees you. She is a victim. And God says, I see you and I will still use you even though Abraham doesn't see it, even though these other you know, people that I still am gonna use, they've fallen short, but I'm the God who sees you. And so Sarah, I think that's the message that you need to hear today is God is the God who sees you, that you may never be able to, to be on a stage. You may not be in, in a way of sharing your testimony, maybe like others have because of what's been done to you, but God is so near to you and he cares for you more than anyone ever could, more than any stage, any accolade, any pat on the back or anybody in your life. That's what Jesus says and he promises in his word. And so it doesn't diminish what, what the transformation of other people as well, just like the thief on the cross, just like the prodigal son, just like all those who come to Jesus at the last moment. He says, we're all equal. The last story that we we talk about sometimes is the the story of those who are working in the field and some come and they work over and over all day long in this in the heat of the day and others come at the last moment and what did the master do he paid them all the same wage and those at the beginning said what are you talking about i worked all day he says is this not the agreed upon wage they said yeah but it's not fair we worked longer he said you got what we agreed on and i think oftentimes we ask and say god why did they get this? We got the agreed upon wage, which is eternal life, which is yep. our, our sins washed completely away. That's the agreed upon wage that Jesus gave to us. He gave us everything for the tiniest amount of nothingness. It's the, it's, there's nothing we could give them in return. And so really what I just gave you was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And whether you've heard yeah. it a million times or this is the first time you're hearing it, that's the message of, of scripture. And I hope, Sarah, that that is, is comforting to you. But more than my words, I pray that, that the words of scripture would come for you because that's what Jesus says. Yeah, as, uh, that's so good, Logan. As Christ followers who are faithful doing the right thing, we have the opportunity to have two different perspectives. One perspective is like the older brother in the story of the prodigal son, that he's all upset that the younger brother who took the inheritance early and wasted it all comes back and there's a party thrown for the younger brother. And the older brother is like, I've been here being good. Like, and my younger brother who wasted it all, who was a complete idiot, gets celebrated. Why does he get celebrated? So, so as a Christ follower, you can have the, you can have the perspective and the response of the older brother, or you can have this perspective that Jesus lived perfect and he died on a cross. 
And so in my faithfulness and my right decision and my living right and following Jesus and just living faithfully and then bad things happen to me, I, in my heart, I don't complain, but I identify with Jesus. Hey, this Jesus lived perfect and yet he was crucified. It's a privilege to live like Jesus for Jesus and go through difficult things. It's a privilege. I'm living like Jesus. I identify with him. I'm in Christ. So good. So good. I don't think we need to add anything more. I think we can get to prayer. And then, of course, as always, get into our song each week. I, I would love to hear, too, from people. If there's a song, you know, a lot of the songs we play are, are new songs or unreleased songs or different versions of songs. Uh, if there's a song that that you love, we want to hear it. Like we want to, you know, we, we, we write a lot of different songs. And so uh, Noah and Ryan uh, are putting a lot of work. Noah, who is the worship leader at uh, Shockby campus. And then Ryan, he's been obviously our, our worship pastor here for a long time. But if, you, if there's a song that resonates to you, like we, I love meeting people in the lobby and and them saying that it it means a lot. But please engage with us. Like send us DMs on on the River Valley Instagram or to Kirk and me on our personal page. Like we read them. I'm, it's been awesome to see. But if there's a song, we'd love to pass that along uh, because they put a lot of energy and effort into these songs. And so if something ministered to you, uh, we we really just want to reach out. I'd say in anything questions. We, we don't want it just to be hundreds of people listening. We want this to be more of a community because this is our church, you know? And so I'm excited uh, for to hear from people. I've, I've loved hearing just the different renditions and new songs and everything and Logan, that we get. Um, uh, don't want to forget either that after we pray, there there is a testimony of the OJ sisters. So Emily and oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. And so during 21 sorry 21 days of prayer and fasting we've been sharing a testimony it's on the app but we've been adding it to this podcast. So we're going to pray over needs right now, but you're going to hear a testimony of identical twin sisters that are going as part of the 500 to opposite parts of the world. Both of them saved, baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit and now becoming missionaries. That life transformation happened at our church. And now they're going to opposite sides of the world as identical twin sisters. And so I want you to hear this story from Emily and Elizabeth. And then also, like Pastor Logan was saying, listening to a song like Let It Minister to You and creating a space of worship in your car, in your home, at your workplace. And so we love that you're joining along listening. Yeah, I want to get to these prayer requests. And then like Pastor Kirk said, story and a song. Uh Here's a prayer request from this weekend. Prayer for my son who continues to struggle with health issues. Prayer for financial stability. Our son needs prayers for continued progress in his recovery from addiction. I got baptized and felt confident, and now the enemy is attacking me. I need prayers. Prayers in my, for my friend who's battling breast cancer. Praying for a miracle for her. Praying for my friend that they would come back to church. Praying for my son who needs healing from his addiction. Pray for me as I begin a new job and a few praise reports as we get into this story. My friend is cancer-free. Praise the Lord for my job. And thank you, Lord, for the people that are stepping up and serving through small groups, kids, youth, etc. We love all those who who are serving. We love those who say yes. Take a listen to this story, and then let's worship together. Lord, we pray over all of these needs, and we just ask that you do a miracle. And, um... I'm thinking of an old song 
called What a Mighty God We Serve. Uh, the lyrics say exactly that, What a Mighty God We Serve. And it goes on to say, angels bow before you, heaven and earth adore you. What a mighty God we serve. Lord, I thank you that you are mighty. You are all powerful. You're omnipotent. And so you are able to meet every single need. And Lord, we just, uh, even just in, in prayer, we worship you. The fact that angels bow before you and all of heaven, all of earth uh, the Bible says that one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And so in with that perspective, we say that you're, you are able, you are willing, and God, we ask that you'd send answered prayer from heaven to earth. Uh, I thank you that somebody's celebrating a friend that's cancer-free. And then there's also somebody praying to be healed of cancer. And so, God, you've done it before. You can do it again. Uh, and so we ask for complete healing over that that person that's requesting it, but also cancer in our church at large. And for any listener, Lord, if anybody's dealing with cancer, let it be dissolved in Jesus' name. And every other need as well, God, you see them all, the big and the small. And God, you're able, you are a mighty God. Meet these needs in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and to be able to share your story, your salvation story with the church. This week during our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're really focusing on the fact that God is saving people every single day, that people are daily saved, that people are being added to the kingdom every single day. And Mm -hmm. your story is incredible. If you can't tell just by watching, Emily and Elizabeth, you guys are identical twin sisters. Uh, Who's actually older? I am. Yeah. Elizabeth is yeah. older. Okay. Do you know by how many minutes? It's like 17. 17 minutes. Yeah. So we've got twin boys, Ace and Roger, and they're one minute apart. Mm-hmm. So they, it's wow. just like lightning fast. But And um, it's a whole day and night. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You're born on different days? Yeah. What are the chances? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you celebrate your birthdays on different days? Not quite. Okay. We still do it together. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on like the year. Like when we were younger, we were like definitely different days. Now we're like, no, we love each other so much. So we're like, let's (laughs) celebrate together. (laughs) That's honestly my dream as a dad of of twin boys, that they'll be best friends forever. Yeah. Well, awesome. Just a few years ago, you guys were not a part of River Valley Mm -hmm. and you didn't really know about all God had yeah. in store for you. Can you tell me, actually, Emily, I met yeah. you first uh, yeah. at the Apple Valley campus. Yep. Tell me kind of where you were a few years back before knowing Jesus and before being a part of River Valley. Before coming to River Valley, I, uh, in 2019, had started praying for a church um, to come up to Minnesota, uh, Life Church in Oklahoma. I would started, I found them on Facebook and started attending there every so often whenever I was like in a place where I just really need Jesus and I was like okay now I'm in a place in 2021 I really need community like my community is not in a great place and I was finding myself in the bars and not living a life of satisfaction really like I was trying to find everything to satisfy me and so in 2021, I came to River Valley when my friend invited me. Um, both of us were going down the wrong path. And she's like, Emily, we just need to get to church. Like we need to go somewhere and we need life change. And so I stepped foot into River Valley after attending a Catholic church with my family and a Lutheran church with my mom because yep. um, my parents are divorced. And um, coming to River Valley 
the moment I stepped in, like God's peace just flooded my life. And God just like, Emily, no more running. Like I'm bringing accountability Mm -hmm. into your life. I'm bringing people who really want to encourage you on the right path. And so that's really, God just like flooded my life with support. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, you water baptized me. Yep. And it was like, you asked the question, like, um, how long are you gonna live for Jesus? Yeah, how long are you gonna live for Jesus? And I was like, forever and ever and ever. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, here Let's we go. go. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so alive in Christ, uh, coming to our church and then water baptized, yeah. and you started interning and yeah. just being more involved in yeah. the life of our church. But I know a prayer mm-hmm. of yours was to see your mm-hmm. sisters, yeah. and and it's not just Elizabeth, but you got two other sisters mm-hmm. as well, and your whole family that yeah. they would also have this experience with Jesus. And so yeah. Elizabeth, tell me, like, you got to see mm-hmm. change in your twin sister yeah. and kind of where were you, mm-hmm. where were you at uh, yeah. as that was happening? And then also, what is your salvation story? As I was just observing all of Emily's life transformation, I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is a 180. This is incredible. Like, I want this for myself. And not only was I witnessing Emily going through this transformation, but she would come up and minister to me. I was living north of the cities yeah. um, with a relationship that I was in previously. Um, and yeah, she would just come up, she would talk with me, she would be supportive, she would like lead the conversation to Christ. And I like always loved God, but I just didn't know him. I didn't, I wasn't in the word. And so I just didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so um, I was, re- I had re- uh, reached for everything of the world yeah. um, before I found out about a relationship with Jesus. And so then as I learned about that and that I could just pray to him and that he could speak back to me, I'm like, wait, I'm like, God can speak to me. Like, I want yes. this. Like, how do you hear from him? And so I just like pray, God, like, why do I feel this void in my heart? And he would send me dreams. And I'm yep. just like, thank you, Jesus. And I was like, make yeah. a way out of the situation that I'm in right now so that I can um, live the plans that you have for me and in the abundance that you have for me. And he made a way without me having to do anything. Um, it was just one Saturday morning. My family's like, we're coming up and God just aligned a way for me to move back home. Um, and then shortly after just really dedicated, um, to coming to river Valley, I would go like every other Sunday because I was still balancing between the Catholic faith. And then, uh, pastor here is like, you need to make a choice, Elizabeth. Here are some resources that you can use to kind of guide your decision. And I was mm-hmm. like, forget the resources. Look at the evidence. Like, yes. my life is completely transformed. Yeah. I'm filled with joy and peace. I'm healed and freed from addiction. And wow. um, yeah, just out of the old scene and into like, so growing up, like, I would just hear songs of like, born again and all these things. I'm like, born again? What do you mean born again? And then God's like, here, look at your life now. Like, yes, here's an example of now you're born again. Like you're made new. Like you aren't who you were in the yeah, past. And good. now like I get to be interning and yep. um, yeah, all that God has for me. It's yeah. so amazing. And you've yeah, got two other good. sisters who mm-hmm. I know and who I love. Your family yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just quickly give them a shout out and, yeah. and just share what God's done in their mm-hmm. life. So we got Grace, our younger sister, and she's been healed of depression and anxiety. Uh, There would be moments where if she was a minute late taking her medication, she'd be suicidal. Mm. And the darkness was so overwhelming being around her that that was like the biggest break in my life that I was like, I need to pray for her um, because my love for her and like just knowing the Lord's love for her even like deeper mm-hmm. of like he just wanted her set free yep. um so she came to seek week 
two years ago, a year yep. or two ago, yep. a year ago mm-hmm. maybe, and um, was healed at Seek Week. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. Got water baptized. Honestly, there was a moment when we were sitting down and she's like, I just had to go to the front. And it was being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but she thought it was the baptism, like the water one. Yeah. She's like, what's everyone doing? Like, yes. And she's like, I don't care. I just want it all. Um, and so that's my younger sister and she's an amazing worship, uh, leader and she helps out with Mm -hmm. worship at the Egan campus. Yep. And then my older sister, Megan, she's got married and has a baby. Um, her and her husband have a son. And so that all happened this past year too. And the most miraculous thing was, um, she had signed up to get water baptized and she was really leaving it open for her husband to do that. And just in a moment when you did the altar call of any, would anyone want to be spontaneously water baptized? He stood up immediately and it was like the Holy Spirit just fell on everything broke in the room. And it was like, wow, God, like Mm -hmm. you're faithful to bring things into alignment Mm -hmm. and to give people that free will to step into it. And so to see them step into being equally yoked before marriage, it was like, wow, God, like you're so redemptive and transformative. Um, and they are both like living lives, striving for purity and like cleansing their home from like everything that used to entangle them. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's been incredible to see. That's, that's it. yeah. The story, I'm just so happy that this is being shared with our church. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, what would you say just in general, like your fam- who your family was to, to mm-hmm. what it's like being in your family now with all that God has done. How would you like describe that? I think like a word to sum it up that just comes to mind is chaos. Like just complete chaos before. um, And now just like love and peace and unity now. And so, yeah. Wouldn't trade it for the world. No. It's amazing. And uh, Mm -hmm. just as we kind of wrap this conversation, part of the bullseye of our church is to see the best people Mm -hmm. that are a part of our Mm -hmm. church that God may call them to go be missionaries around mm-hmm. the world. And would you like to share kind of an update of what God has done in both of your lives? It's just insane yeah. that you're identical twin sisters. Um, and so what's happening now? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, do you want to share? Yeah. So about, yeah, last year in 2022, um, when I was going through just like finding my relationship with Jesus and pursuing God, um, he laid on my heart deeper missions. So actually like two years ago, Around this time, I was talking with my dad, and I'm like, Dad, what if I'm called into missions? And he's like, well, when the time comes, you will figure it out. And last year, I was like, nope, like, God's called me into missions. Like, he's brought me to a church where there is a way, where in the past, I thought there was no way. And so then I started pursuing missions, and another, that pastor that I had connected with encouraged me to go on Global Team Thailand in January. And I went on it and God did so much before the trip, during it, and then Mm -hmm. after. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, Lord, okay, I'll start praying about going to Thailand. And so ultimately, um, through a lot of prayer, God's like, yes, you are called to Thailand. And so I pursued different books in the MAP program here through River Valley. And then this fall applied for AGWM to go to Thailand. And then two weeks ago, got my number from River Valley. And so I'm number 226. (laughs) That's amazing. And uh, yeah, number 226 going to Mm -hmm. Thailand. Yeah. And Emily, any update in your life? Yeah. So I'm number 225. And what are we talking about? I'll be going to the Middle East. East, um, most likely August uh, 2024. Yes. And so I'm looking forward to that. 
this year God was just saying go and I'm like hey God like I don't know what that means other than like River Valley has 500 so I'm leaving my hands open to see what you have and there was an opportunity to do an internship in Indonesia Um, and then I kind of pressed into a conversation with that and then I just felt like no like this isn't it and then it was like, hey, I'm just waiting again. Like, so I waited a couple months, um, was set to go to Egypt for a short-term global team. And was like, hey, I'm going to focus on that. And then immediately, like the weekend before my mom got a word for me to go, then I went and everything that the missionaries there were speaking about, I was like, this is what I'm made for. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I've been misunderstanding everything or I felt misunderstood by myself and I felt like I misunderstood God. And here it is, like mm-hmm. God's calling me to go. And so then stepping into August, it's like, hey, God, I have the confirmation. I want the conviction now. Um, and that's like when the place and the people group came and then it was like, I can't go to bed without filling out the application. So I filled it out and... Yeah, the rest was history. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. 225, 226. Emily and Elizabeth, you have been saved, Mm -hmm. and now you're getting ready to go see more people added to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
Hey, thanks for listening to the River Valley Podcast. It would help us out a ton if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and also share it with somebody. We hope that this isn't just for people in our church. We hope that this is people far beyond that, but we know that people in our church maybe don't even know about it yet. We're talking about it on weekends. We're sharing in announcements, but maybe you're a listener, but someone in your small group isn't or someone at your campus. So would you send it to them, share it with them so that they can receive this and then rate it wherever you listen so that more people people can find this podcast. If you have questions about faith, about church, about belief, about theology, about the Bible, please submit your questions. You can find us on Instagram at River Valley MN. You can also uh, email us, finding us on our website, rivervalley.org. Please, we want to hear your questions so that we can continue to answer those or at least respond to them here on the podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in church this weekend.